your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. Uh, I first want to start by thanking everybody that supported the Jacob Delso interview there. And the, 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 to the, the, the uh, gentlemen that have sent me emails, have commented in the past week or so. I really do appreciate it. This has probably been the most engagement since maybe maybe early mid last year in terms of comments and 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 um emails and and contact and stuff so i really do appreciate it um again if you ever want to contact the show the contact info is in the description here uh it, it always it's always good to hear from you all to hear from fans to know that you're enjoying the content, where the content that you might be interested in, and and, and it, uh, in in one case, sending me additional video, additional info. Uh, so I I just always appreciate that. Just again, if you ever see me on the field, post game, whatever it might be, just feel free to come up and talk. To to, to send me an email, I'm always happy to talk. Always happy to uh, respond and and uh, engage engage with you all because. That was the whole point of this is trying to find like-minded people that 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 also enjoy UCL athletics, enjoy UCL football. Uh, so uh, again, I just I really do I really do appreciate that. But we we are we are back because we have now there is two coaches left. We're not able to get to last year. I'm still working on getting the getting one of the two. However, today I do have the other one of said two. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma running backs coach Tyler Sklenar. Uh Coach, thank you for taking time to, to come on and talk to me this, this afternoon. Could you start by telling some listeners a little, a little about yourself? Absolutely. No, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, my name is Tyler Sklenar. I uh, um, was born in a, in a really small small community, tiny town in, in Western Kansas, um, grew up there, played, you know, every sport I could football, basketball, baseball. Um, actually was a big, big basketball guy, you know, being from Kansas, I think it's, you know, the hoop dreams, you know, so, um, you know, ended up playing football and doing a really good job in high school, got a chance to go play at, uh, Kansas Wesleyan university, um, under head coach, Matt Drinkle, learned a ton from him as a quarterback there. Um, and then from there, was able to go into West Texas A&M as a student assistant, um, got into, into coaching and everything with Coach Hunter Hughes, Jake Brown, the offensive coordinator, um, got to learn a ton, 
um, and then got the chance to move up and get promoted as a graduate assistant there um, under offensive coordinator Russ Martin. I uh, was able to coach the quarterbacks for a little bit and then um, got my own position group, coached the tight ends, um, was there for for a while, and then you know went to the high school route actually for a, for a year here in Oklahoma over at Edmond North High School and then you know, got the itch to get back into college, college football and, you know, ended up at UCO and uh, last this past year was assistant quarterbacks coach kind of got on as an analyst. And uh, when uh, coach Gilbert, I got the opportunity to go to Purdue, I was, I got the opportunity to move into his spot and get my own position group again. So coaching the running backs here at central Oklahoma this, this next year. Uh, And and you mentioned you, you grew up in in Kansas. Now uh, what, what kind of is the, the the scene there. Say it one more time. You kind of cut out. Oh, well, uh, you you mentioned that you grew up in in Kansas. What is the high school football scene like up there? Um, you know, it's it's really centered around you know Wichita, and Kansas City. Um, but I think there's a lot of a lot of good players on Western Kansas. You know, we there's a lot of small town kids that end up going to KUK State. Um, you know, I had I had some opportunities to be a walk on it. Division two programs in Kansas, but you know, the the chance to go to Kansas Wesleyan and play for who I thought was a really good head coach, really good offensive mind, and Matt Drinkle, and I was able to be on scholarship and and you know be in the mix. That, that's kind of what tied me to it. But you know, definitely definitely a lot of good players without the state. I would say it's very similar to Oklahoma. You know, you've got your two two bigger schools uh, or two bigger cities with with you know bigger schools that you know kind of dominate when it comes to you know big you know division one football players, but you know, there's still a lot of them out in the smaller towns out west and, you know, very, very similar to here. But it's definitely, you know, the basketball scene in, in Kansas is, is pretty dominant. Uh, and so you you mentioned that you you turned down walking opportunities to to, to, to play at, at Kansas at Western because of the I mean, what what kind of was that experience like uh, playing and, and learning from? It was awesome. You know, he was definitely one of the most up and coming football minds, you know, at the time. And even now, you know, he's the uh, he just got promoted to the offensive line coach at at Army West Point. You know, that's where he went after Kansas Wesleyan. And so, you know, going as a quarterback, you know, you really want to play for a big time offense and, you know, have the chance to to make a bunch of plays and be put in a really good position to win. And, you know, Kansas Wesleyan was was that team. You know, they just made the playoffs. Um, the year prior and, you know, had a lot of good guys coming back, um, really nice facilities. It was a good, really good, small college feel. Um, there's still a lot of people I talked to for my time there. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate all those guys a ton, you know, coach Drinkle is, is someone I consider a mentor and everybody on that staff. Cause you know, they kind of molded me now into my coaching career and how I think about offensive football and, you know, the quarterback position and, and, you know, some, some ways to put them in the best position to win. And, be able to score a lot of points and, you know, gain a bunch of yards. So it was just the opportunity to be a, be a part of a really good program. And, you know, looking at their track record since then, you know, it's obvious that they were, they're definitely one of the top in the, in the NAI ranks. And um, they, they still continue to do that today with those guys. So it's just good opportunity, good people. And, you know, it was really good for me um, as a player and as a person to, to gain a lot of experience there. And and so at as at some point you 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 go to West Texas A and M as a what kind of led you on that path of transitioning from a player to a coach? Yeah, so I kind of 
I had a really good influence from my high school coaches. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've always had to be an overachiever um, in my playing career. You know, I was, I was a good athlete, good player, but, you know, I, I feel like I, I over exceeded expectations um, more so than not. That kind of put me in a position to play. And so I really credit to those guys, um, you know, playing for high school that gave me a chance. And like, I, I honestly didn't, I wasn't going to play football high school. I was a basketball kid, like I said, and, um, you know, it took, took two of my high school coaches, you know, seeing me in, in weights and PE class saying, Hey, like, just come and try football, you know, just try it again. And we'll give you three days. If you don't like it, you're good. And after those three days, I was hooked and, and I never looked back. And so I always knew I wanted to coach from that point forward. Um, you know, we had, after that, my freshman season at Kansas Wesleyan, um, we had, we had a good year, um, just missed, barely missed the playoffs. So obviously not to the standard there. Um, and there were some, some guys coming into my position that, you know, I knew were going to be pretty good and, you know, ended up breaking about every school record, you know, and that's still standing to this day. And so, um, kind of thought about making that transition to coaching. Um, West Texas A&M was, is a, is a great university, great place. Um, had, had a little bit of connection through people at WT. And so, you know, got down there and, um, got the chance to get in front of those coaches and just, you know, let them know, Hey, I'll, I'll help out in any way I can. Um, and it was, it was a good experience. I actually got to coach on the defensive side of the ball for the first spring I was there and then got to go back to quarterback. So, um, definitely, definitely a, a good transition for me. You know, something I always wanted to do eventually. Um, but got to, got to learn a ton, especially early on over there. So, uh, just felt like the time was right and, you know, had that opportunity in front of me. So I just kind of took advantage of it. Now, now, what, now, now, what, now, because I feel like you, a lot of people will hear the term student, student assistant, not really know what all in, in kind of in, in, in encompasses that role. So what was your experience like as a student assistant? Um, it was awesome. Um, and I actually was able to do more football-wise than a lot of guys get to do. Um, I came in and, you know, the biggest thing is as a student assistant, you're really behind the scenes trying to help the operation go as much as you can. And, you know, for me, that kind of was, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to make an impact so that if I'm never, if I'm not here, they're going to feel that. And they're going to know that, Hey, this, this guy's, this guy's making an impact. He's doing something. And so, you know, especially starting out, I was with defense. So it's, uh, I was able to give kind of a perspective during spring ball to some of those players, like, Hey, this is what the offense is trying to do on these schemes. You know, then here's how they're trying to put you in a tough spot and here's how you can kind of combat it, you know, helping, helping the DBs um, position coach, our DC at the time. And so, you know, it was, it was just all about finding an impact um, beyond that. And I think our, I think our staff, our head coach and coordinators kind of appreciated that from me. And we're, and as we went on to into that next fall, coaching the quarterbacks, um, you know, I was 19 at the time, 18, 19 years old. And so like, you know, get, being able to have that kind of responsibility to where I could, I could take the quarterbacks and go through individual drills and everything like that while our OC was, you know, overseeing some different things, you know, I, I took a lot of pride in that. And, uh, you know, eventually when between offensive coordinators, um, when Jake Brown got an opportunity to go down to Baylor on uh, Dave Aranda's first staff there, um, as a student assistant at 19 years old, I was tasked with coaching the quarterbacks in, in my own position room um, until our next offensive coordinator got in at the end of the summer. And so, you know, I just, I, fa I found a way to make an impact, um, you know, really took advantage of opportunities and that kind of led me to get more and more responsibility when it came to actual football stuff. And, uh, 
you know, I just, I tried to take a run and, and that time of me coaching the quarterbacks, you know, at 19 years old, um, you know, I took a lot away from that. That's probably where I learned my most amount of, you know, how to coach, how to see the game, you know, how to teach the game because, you know, throwing, being thrown in the fire like that, you know, that's, that's some of the best ways to learn sometimes. So it, it was a really good experience. And, and, you know, the, in a student assistant role, the more you can take on, the more you can show you can handle, um, Obviously, the more you can, they'll give to you. So that's that's kind of what a student assistant is, and how to, how to kind of go about it, I guess. Now, now you 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 mentioned at at, nine, at nineteen, at least for a brief period, you kind of had your own rule. Now, I, I imagine that had to been kind of daunting. So, how how kind of were you able to navigate, made the nerves that you had? And and what what all did you learn from that uh, uh, time there? No, it, it was definitely a great experience. Um, something I really you know enjoyed doing at the time, and I really take a lot of pride in. You know, to this point in my career, you know, it, it's crazy because you know you're 19 years old, you're sitting there with uh, uh, it was it had been his going into his third or fourth year at quarterback. Um, it was just his first year at West Texas. He had transferred in from Texas Tech. You know, he would. He set all kinds of Texas high school records, and you know, and that's a that's a state where high school football is is uh, is pretty impressive, you know, just across the board and the amount of amount of uh, talent there is there. Um, but you know, it was it was kind of interesting because he's sitting there a little bit older than me, about my age. Um, but we had a good group, you know. I w- I was never felt I never felt like I was in over my head. Um, I feel like you know, Coach Brown had prepared me, you know, enough in those meetings. He really. He, he really thought a lot of me and, and asked me a lot of tough questions early on um, that kind of prepared me for being able to be a position coach, you know, and, you know, I just, I remember when, when coach, coach Hughes brought me in his office when, when Jake Brown was leaving and he said, you know, he's, he's moving on and I want you to coach quarterbacks. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, do you want me to keep, keep it the status quo kind of change some things? I said, what do you want from me? And he said, you know, go, go about it, make your own spin on it. You know, I trust you. and you know, I think you've done a good job up to this point. And so that's something I'll always remember. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a real calm, cool, collected guy. I really don't get too high, get too low. Um, you know, I'm definitely very competitive and have an edge, you know, in those situations, but, uh, you know, I've, I always tried to keep even, I never, never tried to worry too much. Um, just kind of trusted my preparation and what, what guys had taught me. Um, so it was able, I was able to have a really good experience. I had a really good group. Um, and we, we went into the spring, made some changes and, and I feel like made a lot of plays. Um, and so it was cool because our next coordinator, Russ Martin, started uh, – he was there on the weekend. Sometimes we'd meet, and he'd talk about kind of some of the things he was wanting to do um, with the offense and with that position. And so um, kind of got to implement some of his stuff. And, and, again, that challenged me again because that's – you know, I'd only been in Jake Brown's system up until that point. And so Russ was coming in with a, a lot of new um, structure and a lot of new verbiage and things like that. And so. It was a really good challenge for me, you know, and definitely, you know, those guys, you know, I, I consider mentors to this day. I can, I can call them and, and ask them anything about ball, about life and uh, kind of get a lot from it. So definitely, definitely, you know, proud of that time. I felt like I did as good a job as any um, and really appreciative for them giving me the opportunity because, you know, a lot of people, you've got a student assistant sitting in your office that's 19 years old and has only been around your program for, about a year you know not a lot of people are gonna are gonna take that chance and let you do it so you know definitely appreciate that 
And, and and so now after your time as a student assistant, you graduate, you become a grad assistant. So what 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 kind of is the difference maybe in terms of responsibility a student assistant to a grad assistant? So in most places, um, student assistants really don't help much with the football side of things. They're really more towards the operations and helping out with you know film duties, with you know recruiting stuff like that. That's where a lot of places are. Are different where graduate assistants you're able to recruit you're able to be more involved in a position uh, more involved in um, talking scheme things like that um, that's kind of where I, I feel like my my student assistant time was a little different because I was I was treated as a graduate assistant um, from the time I stepped in the building you know so you know I was I was used to those responsibilities so when I stepped into the graduate assistant role I really wasn't much of a difference on the day-to-day and whatnot so um, you know, the biggest difference for me was just I was, you know, coaching the quarterbacks when when Russ got there at the um, end of the kind of the middle of the summer. Uh, I was kind of expecting to go to running backs just because how our setup was there. Um, O-line tight ends GA was kind of an assistant to that position. And the running backs coach was his own position. He coached his own position and everything. So um, I was kind of anticipating going into that role. Um, and you know, another crazy story about it is going into that spring, um, I had to take about 33 college credit hours in that spring and summer. So I could graduate. So I could put myself in position to get that job. Um, you know, cause I knew our two guys had their time had been up. They'd been here two or three years. And so I kind of, kind of rushed a bunch of classes and was able to graduate and, and get that job. But, um, you know, when, when Russ came in, he said, Hey, I want you to coach tight ends. And I, Kind of, kind of shocked me a little bit. And, you know, he, he said, you know, it'll be really good for your career. You know, you've been a quarterbacks guy. You understand the pass game. You understand the scheme and everything. Um, this will help you a lot, you know, seeing the, the run game side of things because um, we used our tight ends in the run game a little bit um, and then used them a lot in the pass game. And he said, I seeing, seeing you work, you know, as a position coach with a quarterback, he said, I, I trust you to, to get this done. And so, that again, that, that was, you know, I was real proud of that because, you know, the, that that position was an assistant coach at the time. It wasn't their own position group. So, you know, him moving me to tight ends and letting me coach those guys and, you know, pulling away from the O-line where I could have my own room was was awesome. Um, so, you know, I, Russ Martin is definitely, you know, a guy that I, I appreciate a ton. I consider him my biggest mentor in this in this profession, you know, definitely the brightest, you know, offensive mind I've been around. It's impressive, you know, how sophisticated his pass game and, RPO game is and, and how he's able to teach guys uh, to make it simple. Um, you know, so that, that, that transition was the biggest, just going to tight ends. You know, I'd been a quarterback's guy my, my entire career, my entire life, essentially. So it was definitely a new way to see the game. Um, but I had good guys around me. The O-line coach, Cooper Bassett was awesome. Um, he just got, he just got the O-line job at Utah state. So, you know, he's, he's, he's done a really good job throughout his career and a guy that, you know, they, they made it easy on me because they were guys I could lean on and, and, you know, talk, talk through things with, and they were always, they were always great. And they always helped me learn and, you know, mentored me. So, you know, those guys, I'll, I'll be forever indebted to those guys for sure. Now, now, now you mentioned you had to take 32, 33 credit out. Like, how did you, from a, from a time management, like, how did you, how did you pull it was difficult enough. I can't imagine 32 or 33. <laughs> it was it was crazy, man. So I 
I was initially, I was a sport and exercise science degree coming into that spring. I was like, how can I graduate? I was set to graduate at the end of December. So after the football season, I'm coming in and I'm like, I got to get one of these jobs that's coming open. Like, this is my chance. I got to find a way to take advantage of it. And so, um, you know, looked into different ways. I was able to change my degree plan so I could take um, some more online classes. And so in that spring, I took 18 credit hours of just normal online classes. And then we had, uh, I had two classes I could take that were, they were called education on demand where that you had like nine months to do them. And they were pretty straightforward, self-paced. Um, so that helped a ton. And so I'm sitting there, I had 18, 18 plus six, I had 24 hours done right there. And so I needed nine more hours to graduate. And so I finished the, the 18 in the spring had to, I continued those two classes up until the buzzer in August so I could graduate. And then in the summer, I took three more, nine hours was the most they would let me take. And so was able to set myself up. And then I also got married that summer. <laughs> so it was, it was a wild ride, man. It was, it was definitely a whirlwind, but you know, was able to, <laughs> to make it happen somehow. You know, I had a few classes where my grades dipped a little bit, but it was still, it was still good enough to keep me rolling. When I talked to Coach Donald about this time last year, he mentioned how it was it was kind of a, a tough adjustment for him uh, going for wide receivers to tight ends just because, like you mentioned earlier, about the blocking and the various roles. I imagine going from quarterback to tight end. What was that adjustment? Um, it was it was it was a big adjustment to be honest. You know, obviously, quarterbacks you're really involved in the pass game and how those schemes align and what you're trying to do with them. Um, but for the run game, it just depends. You know, I, I understood kind of what our big picture idea was in the run game of what we were trying to accomplish, but I, I really didn't understand the technicalities and the little minute details that went into it. So um, it was just, it gave me a whole new perspective for sure. And, you know, on, on past game stuff, if you're, if you're taking shots, you got to find out how to protect it. Um, what your weaknesses are in certain protections and what, what your strengths are. Um, you know, we, our tight ends were, were really, really good athletes that were going to catch the ball. Um, we asked, we asked them to do a lot in terms of their route tree and, and things like that. We moved them around a ton. Um, we were pretty, we were pretty simple in the run game. Um, I say that we're, we're simple in the run game, but we were very efficient. I think we averaged over 220 yards a game, um, you know, running the ball. And so, um, it was just a, a really, really opened my eyes to see, you know, up front what it takes, you know, what, what kind of techniques we need to be using and what calls and combos and stuff like that, you know, cause that's a, that's an area where I never, never really had to deal with. And so, you know, it, it helped me a ton. It helped me, you know, learn how, how do I teach guys to run routes? What are some little technicalities? What are little details I need to be doing when I'm running routes? You know, I need to keep my, my pad level down. I need to burst off the ball. I need to try to, um, not pull up when I'm about to break, you know, giving that defender an ID of what, where I'm going. And so, you know, those things. And then in the run game, you know, I've got to get my hat across the guy. I got to, you know, base, base block a guy. I got to learn all the footwork for that. I got to look uh, like learn where, where my leverage needs to be. I need to teach those guys this. And so, you know, it was, it was really a big adjustment and, and, you know, it was kind of, I had a really good position group, um, you know, by the end of that, that year, that next spring and everything, I feel like we were the best position group on the field. Um, we've got guys right now, you know, we had a, 
an all-conference, all-American type guy that we moved around to running back. He had been an option quarterback in high school. Um, so we moved him around. He played tight end. He was able to do on-the-ball on stuff. He was able to run routes and was very efficient, run after catch. Um, you know, he, he Coach Donald knows him. You know, those guys had, had been at least Coach Donald, maybe Coach Sanders was at WT when he when they recruited him. Um, so he's, he's a really good player. He, he did a lot of good things there. And then we had a guy that – was a basketball player transferred in to play football. And, you know, he was, you know, you think of basketball guys, you think of guys who are really good in the pass game. They don't really love the block. That wasn't this guy. This guy was very impressive on the ball. Once he got his hands on guys, it was done. He used great leverage, um, really good with his feet um, and, and was good in the pass game too. So, you know, having a guy like that made my job easier. Uh, then we had a, a, a quarterback that I was, I was in the room with prior coaching the quarterbacks and then he had just moved to tight end about the same time I was going to tight end. So, you know, that was a cool, cool experience, you know, being able to coach, coach that kid for a long time. Um, great kid. He did a really good job for us. And so, and then we had a, a junior college kid transfer in. That was, that's, he's a difference maker. He's still playing for them now and he's, he's doing a lot of good things and he was good on the ball, get off the ball. And so, you know, it wasn't like I had to go into position group and, and really try to rebuild the room. Like the talent was there. I just had to make sure I was I was doing a good job teaching those guys and refining the, the great talent that we had and, uh, you know, managing how we could get those guys in the game and how they could be effective. And so, you know, that was the biggest thing, you know, quarterback quarterback position, you got one guy on the field, you find the best one, you put them out there and, and you and you make plays. And, you know, for us, we were we were a lot of one tight end, 11 personnel. Um, we get into some 12 here and there. Um but it's all about rotations and, you know, keeping guys fresh and keeping them efficient on the field. And so that was, that was another big adjustment for me because I never had to do that before, you know, with quarterback, you, you roll with the guy and, and you, and you live with it. But so got to get a lot of, a lot of good perspective and got to coach a lot of really good players um, at that spot. And I felt like that's, that's the most growth I've shown um, year to year was coaching those guys. And so when, when you, when you look back on your time at West Texas A&M, what, what kind of sticks out to you the most? You know, it's, it's really special to be able to coach at the place you graduated from, you know, and that's something I may have took advantage of at the time. Um, but, you know, looking back now, you know, those, those years shaped me, you know, as a person and as a, as a coach, you know, cause you know, 19, 19 through about 21 years old, I was there and, uh, you know, learn from a lot of great people. You know, you look at some of our guys from our staff, you know, at the time we had, we had in 2019 had the best, best year there that they've had since they were winning, uh, going to the playoffs and making the, the semifinals and stuff like that. When, when coach Sanders and, and, uh, coach Donald were there, you know, so, um, you know, just seeing some of those guys on our staff, you know, where they're at now, you know, our offensive coordinator, Jake Brown, he's the offensive coordinator of Louisiana tech right now. Our receivers coach, he is, a uh, an offensive analyst at Michigan State. Our O-line coach is the O-line coach at Utah State. I can go, I can go on and on, you know, of, of how good of a group we had there and, you know, learned a bunch of a bunch of good things from those guys. And, you know, the biggest thing I, I, I took away from there, to be honest, is, is the relationships with those guys. You know, that when I was a student assistant and being with those GAs, we had a group of four guys that, you know, some some places, student assistants and GAs may be on separate levels and, you know, aren't treated maybe aren't treated the same in terms of like what they can bring and things like that but you know I had an awesome group 
of, of four guys. And, and you'll see that I've got my picture, that picture of us after we won our rivalry game with the wagon wheel is, is still up on a lot of my social media pages on my Facebook, on my Twitter and stuff like that. And, you know, those, the relationship that I had with those guys is something that I'll, I'll take away from there the most. Um, you know, some of my best friends, you know, being my wedding, things like that. Um, and just, you know, still connecting with those guys today, talking ball, you know, when I got the running backs position, I sent those guys a text and, you know, let them know how much I, I appreciated them, you know, reached out to, you know, coach Martin, who, uh, I, I talked to all the time. He just recently retired. And so, you know, the coaching world lost a great, a great mentor, a great, a great coach when he, when he left the building, but, you know, so many, so many lives impacted by, by him and, you know, things like that, you know, so the relationships I definitely take, take the most away, um, for sure. But then also, you know, that's where I cut my teeth. That's where I learned football. That's where I learned how to coach, how to teach, um, you know, around a bunch of great dudes. And so, you know, just really appreciative of my time. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's really special to be able to, to be at your alma mater and to coach, coach at a place like that, you know, with great people all across the board facilities and, and, you know, the people in admin, the teachers and everything, how they worked with us is, is second to none. You know, I, I really, you know, I really appreciate being able to do that for a place that is really special to me. And, and so from, from there, you make your way to Edmond North, I believe. So how do we, how do we end up going from the college ranks in, in Oklahoma? Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of, kind of towards the end of that, that last spring at WT was kind of looking to just do something else, kind of see, you know, if I could make more connections and then go through different situations and that WT was all I knew at the time. And so, um, coach Ruff called me, um, he's head coach at Edmond North. He just got the job at Oklahoma Christian school down the road in Edmond. So, um, called me up one day, we, we kind of talked a little bit and, uh, ended up coming down later and talked ball and kind of talked to those guys. And, you know, I thought it was a good opportunity. Um, was able to be really involved in installing the pass game and, and game planning and things like that. And so um, ended up coaching the receivers at Edmond North, which was, again, another another position change. So, um, you know, I thought we I thought they had a lot of potential, um, you know, an area for me to grow. I could I could really be involved in the scheming side, game planning of like getting these plays in in the game type of deal. And so I was that that was really what what, uh, you know, kind of struck to me on that. And uh you know, I, I've got family out here. My mom lived in Edmond for the last couple of years. And so um, it was, I was familiar with the area. Um, obviously a great place, great place to live. And, uh, you know, I just, I thought it would be a good opportunity. And I, I really enjoyed my time there. You know, this past weekend, I was up at a, uh, just talking with some guys up at Kansas uh, at KU and uh, ran into a guy that I coached with there. You know, it was really unexpected, but it was good to see him. And we got to sit in and talk a lot of ball and, you know, so I, I learned a lot coming to Edmond North. It was it was a good experience um, getting over there. Yeah, and it was was from a from like a, a coaching standpoint. Was there any major differences aside from obviously in, in high school you're not really recruiting, but like was there any major differences between coaching college ball and coaching high school ball? You know, at, at the end of the day, football is football. You know, everybody really does the same things. It's just how you structure it and, you know, your verbiage. Um, but coaching the players, what's what's different about high school and college, it's it's pretty different, you know, on their day-to-day. Because, 
you know, at, at Edmond North, I was a teacher. And so I would, we'd go in in the mornings, 7 a.m. We'd talk to the guys, meet with them a little bit. And then I'd go teach a class until three o'clock. And then we'd go into practice, you know? And so I just, your constant, your constant exposure to football at the high school realm, at least where I was, is not the same. You know, some guys don't, if they're a coordinator or whatever, they may not have to teach. They can be in the coaches' offices all day, things like that. And so, at least just from my experience, I was not exposed to as much football throughout the day because I had to teach a class. And, you know, I was teaching health, Oklahoma history, and I had to make sure I had lesson plans. I made, I had to make sure I had presentations ready and assignments for what we'll do and, you know, grading, things like that. And so I couldn't really be all in on, on football as much as I was used to. And so, you know, in, you know, in, in difference here at, here in the college level, you know, we get up here in the morning, we, we staff meet, and then we, we meet side of ball. We're watching film all the time. If we're not doing that, we're evaluating recruits, um, you know, and, and so that's, that was, that was the biggest difference to me uh, from high school to college. But at the end of the day, like on the field, it's, it's all pretty much the same and, and how you operate and everything. It's just your, your preparation has to be a lot different just because of the time that you're, you're having to devote to, you know, teaching a class and things like that. So then, so then from from Edmond North, you you end up where you are now at you at, at UCO. So how do you become a part of Coach Coach Doral's staff? No, so uh, you know, I I kind of started getting that feel to get back in college football. I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. And uh, you know, when Coach Bogbeck got fired, I was I was interested to see who they would bring in. Um, you know, I didn't know Coach Doral directly. I had I'd worked with some guys that had been around him and worked with him and at Northwest Missouri and, and at ACU. And so I kind of had a, a feel of what he was about and how he operated. And, you know, once he, once he got the job, um, was very, very interested, you know, I, like I said, I didn't have a direct connection. I had, especially, you know, coach Donald and coach Sanders, they both graduated from West Texas A&M. We were kind of there at different times. Um, but I had connections to them, not, uh, kind of through, through people. And so, just kind of started talking with those guys and was just trying to see, see how I could, how I could get in the fold with them and um, got the chance to come on as an analyst at UCO, um, you know, and I was kind of helping out last spring. I was finishing all my teaching at Edmond North and was kind of rolling in the spring, got to uh, coach quarterbacks. Again, was awesome for me. It was big for me and coming back to the college ranks. And so, um, you know, getting in with coach Leck was huge. Got to learn a lot from him. And obviously we had a good group in the quarterback room. And so, you know, just those were the things that, that drew me to it. You know, there's not very many head coaches that have won three national championships. You know, you can't name very many of them. And so to be able to, to work with a staff like this that we have and, and a head coach like coach Doral, it, it was a no brainer for me. And I was, I was going to, you know, whatever it took, I was, I was cool with, with whatever it took to get on staff with them and to work with those guys. And, and, and you you mentioned Coach Coach Lechtenberg. I, I know he's 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 not a head coach in Connecticut State, but what what was it like working with him and 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 learning from him? Yeah, Coach Coach Leck is one of the one of the most you know Im, impressive football minds out there. You know, he's very intelligent. Um, you know, I got to I got to learn a lot of ways to you know diagnose defenses from him. Just kind of his his background and everything. It's, it's definitely impressive what, 
what he brings to the table. Um, so got to got to learn a lot of how to how to kind of decipher defenses, diagnose what they're doing, you know, what they're trying to do, why they're trying to do it. Um, you know, that was huge for me. And you know, Coach Like we were in that that quarterback room together from the spring into this fall, and you know, that was a that was a big uh, big leap for me in my career to be able to you know learn that much under him. And so, you know, just just appreciative of what he's done. I, again, I consider him a mentor, and you know, he's a he's a Division One head coach now. You know, and he deserves that. He's he's done a really good job in his career, and so. You know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do up there in Central Connecticut. You know, anybody that's followed the program saw the growth of Stephon Brown the year prior. Uh, really struggled from a passing standpoint. I think he might have completed about half of his passes, uh, one touchdown to three interceptions. But he, he comes this this season and, and really, I. Thing really that I saw on the film of him coming out of junior college, I know he had that big game against Fort Hayes. Kind of, how were you all able to? I want to say like unlock and Steph, but 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 kind of help him continue to grow as a quarterback. You know, I I saw the biggest biggest growth in Steph. It would have been from the spring into the summer. You know, he had a great great off season. Um, you know, from the time I was here, he was he was good in the spring, but. The jump he made in the summer of not just as a player, but as a leader, I think that was the biggest thing for him. And 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 those guys respect him a ton. You know, he's on our leadership council and, you know, he's he's obviously a playmaker. And so we just had to we had to find ways to play to his strengths because, you know, he brings a lot to the table. And, you know, with his athleticism and his arm talent, you know, he was he got more and more comfortable as we went on and, and he just kept making plays, you know, the. Every every game, I just I'd go up to him before, hey, play with an edge, and we're we're gonna have a chance. And so, you know, with him, I always feel like you're gonna have a fighting chance. And you know, he cares. He 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 cares about the team, cares about success, and he wants to be great. Um, but it, it really, I saw the biggest jump with him was going into the summer and, and how he handled himself and how he led guys and how he brought guys along with him. That was that was what was really impressive to me. Uh, and and so now you're the running backs coach. Uh, you're placing Coach Gilbert. So how how did that kind of get that opportunity come to you to now be the running back? Yeah. So like I said, I've I've been on staff here a year now. Um, you know, I think Coach Doyle. You know, I, I really appreciate him for a ton for giving me a, giving me a chance. You know, I feel like I'm 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 proving myself again in the college football world. You know, I've always I've always had the underdog mentality. You know, I've always I've always been that way. Um, but, you know, now I, I'm I'm to the point I, I've I've got something to prove. I feel like I've, I'm I'm proving a point again in this in this profession. And so, um, you know, just definitely grateful for the opportunity. You know, Coach Gilbert was was doing a great job with these guys, you know, to see the growth we're at now compared to where I where it was when I came in last last spring. And, you know, it's impressive what he was able to do. You know, he got the chance to go to go to Purdue, which is an unbelievable opportunity for him. It's kind of back home for him. Um, you know, he, he taught me a lot coming in, you know, we, 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 we stay in contact. I ask him about, you know, certain footwork, certain drills, kind of what he's thinking and stuff like that. And so he's been a real asset to me. Um, you know, really appreciate him. I, I'm, I miss having him around the office. He was a good dude, really, really, you know, funny personality. So, but, uh, no, so when, when he left, it kind of opened the door for me to get my own position group again. And so, you know, Coach Doral challenged me to 
to take on that responsibility. You know, I've, I've gotten more of an expanded recruiting area now, recruiting the state of Kansas. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've got that underdog mentality again. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go out there and I'm ready to prove a point. Um, you know, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm just ready to make, make an impact and then prove to those guys that, that, uh, you know, I won't disappoint them. You know, I'm, I'm a real loyal guy almost to a fault at time, you know, and so I don't, with Coach Droll giving me a chance like this, I don't, I don't want to let him down. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And so, you know, it was, it was a kind of a good position to be in a good group to kind of get, get, uh, get a part of. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be, be in this position and be able to lead those guys moving forward. Um, and I, I know, I know spring ball is starting the month. Because if we're looking at the returning unit, I, I mean, you're returning the, the the bulk of the main guys. I know um, Nasheer and and Junior are 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 gone. You still acknowledge you still have Peyton, you still have Jay, you still have Jalen Cottrell. What what kind of are you wanting to see out of those guys? Continue to build on the season that they all had last. No, and, you, and you're talking about three guys that have helped us a ton, you know, as a program, like from a leadership standpoint and, and on the field, you know. So the biggest thing I talk to those guys is like I, I, I want us to play with 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 the feeling that we've got something to prove. You know, I told them I'm, I'm coming in feeling that way and and I want them to kind of take that on as well. You know, we were we were I feel like at the running back position, we were a good group last year. Definitely a lot of things we can improve on. And so I've, I've just stretched that to them is we've got to we've got to come out with a sense of urgency and, and try to prove a point that we're we're, we're going to be a really good position group in this league because, as you know, it's it's a gauntlet. Every week you're going to be playing really good teams, really good defenses. And so, you know, we've got to be able to run with an edge, play with an edge, and, you know, be assignment sound and, and just care about our teammates and, and do it the way we, we need to do it to win. And so that's – those guys, they all bring something different to the table. Obviously, uh, Cottrell with his speed is, is a difference maker. He's a big play waiting to happen. You know, we saw that last year. And he Scott, you know, his his ability to – you know, getting in and out of cuts and, and to be able to make guys miss is really impressive. He's going to help us on the seat back um, position as well. And so, and then Jace, he's, he's coming off his, his ACL injury. So um, he won't, he really won't be involved as much in the spring, but seen a lot of great things out of him. He's been a real good leader for guys um, in our offseason workouts and everything. So, you know, I, I'm excited for that group coming back. You know, Andrew Carney's going to be in the mix a little bit um, with seat back and running back. So, you know, just excited about those guys. We got we got a lot of good guys coming in, um, and, I'm, and I'm really excited about it as well. Yeah, you 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 mentioned you you have some some guys coming in. I'm impressed. Look, guys, I mean, Jade Washington is definitely a home run. That was to me when I I turned on his and then. Trayvon at 220 um, is that power back. And like you mentioned, Jace is coming off that ACL. So th that I think also helps to having that other bigger back. What, what about those two, Jaden Washington and Trayvon, or do you, do you like their game? No. So uh, definitely, you know, Jaden's film, he was coming off an injury um, in that, in the, his film this past year. And so, you know, for him to be going through that looked really impressive. You know, obviously his be able to change a pace and, and to, you know, hit the home run play is, is, is huge. And that's something, you know, we, we'd love to have at this position. You know, I'm, he's, he's done a really good job in our offseason work. You know, I, he's, he's bringing guys along with him. So I've definitely been, been excited to see him. Uh, 
you know, Trayvon's obviously a big back. He's going to help us a ton. Um, you know, he brings a completely different factor with his size. So, you know, excited to get him rolling. And then we also got his, his younger brother, Tajay, um, is in the, in the mix as well. And, uh, you know, young guy, hungry, um, really works hard. And so, you know, hopefully he'll continue to, to get better and, and we'll see how, what he can bring to the table moving forward. But no, those, those guys that we brought in there have, have really done a good job this offseason. We've been, we've been very pleased with them. I think they'll add a really good dynamic to the group um, that we have in place already. And so, um, you know, pair that with the high school guys and, you know, you know, I, we may not be done at the position either. We'll see, but you know, we're, we're excited about that group. Uh, and you may high school guys with, with, with that, that group as well, because uh, starting with Brandon Tolbert, you know, he's, he's 195, but he runs, I kind of said, he's 210, 215. I think he has, he has great balance. Um, I think he's, he's not one dimensional to me. He offers something in the past game. What about Brandon kind of sticks, sticks out to you about his game? No, we're, we're extremely excited about Brandon Tolbert. You know, I, I was able to be around him a lot in the recruiting process, really love the kid, his, his energy that he brings and his attitude. Um, it's really going to help our, our group a ton. You know, like you said, he's, he, he, he's 195, but he plays a lot bigger. You know, he's, he's got that low center of gravity. He's able to bounce off arm tackles and, and get those yards after contact. You know, I'm really excited about him. I think he's got a lot of juice, um, you know, more than people give him credit for. And so I'm really excited about him. Um, I think he'll be able to, to really help us as we move forward. Uh, and and then um, Will Mason out of out of Kawita, a, a bigger back. Uh, when I was watching, he's very he's very physical. He seems to really want to contact. I think that's very good because I know uh, at times last year, some was third and fourth and short. Uh, it was kind of a struggle. When I feel like now with with Trayvon and, and and with somebody now like Brandon and Will in there, that that shouldn't be as much of a of, of a problem. Uh, but when looking at at Will, what what kind of sticks out to you the most about him? No, um, and and Will is a great kid. You know, every interaction I've had, I've I've really enjoyed his personality and his energy. Um, you know, he's excited about getting here. You know, I talked to him the other day, and he's pumping at the bit. Um, but he's a, he's a really good player. Like you said, he's a bigger back. Um, you know, I think he weighs in about 210 right now. And, and what's crazy is, is he's running sub, sub 1100s, you know, in track. And so at that size, with that speed, it's, it's very impressive. It's going to be really, really good to have a guy like that on our roster. Um, you know, his, you know, yards after contacts really big with him. You know, he's a downhill runner, physical runner. Um, but I think his speed is, is something that, you know, is going to stand out, you know, with his size, it's going to be a big, a big benefit to us at UCO. So we're, we're excited to get him, man. Uh, and, and then finally, you've got Blaze Ball coming in out of McAllister. I know he got a lot of notoriety for his uh, playoff run there. Guys will definitely make an impact, uh, you know, um, out the out the backfield too as a as a wide receiver and then some in the uh, in the return game. What 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 kind of about Blaze do you like? Well, you know, I think it's a tribute to his name. Like he, Blaze, he's he's really fast. He's a really fast kid. You know, um, you know him coming on late in the year was was huge, and and that's that's really what what showed he what he was about and what he could do. 
Um, you know, I think his speed is a game changer. Um, he's, he's not a small guy by any means. He's still, he's still a good sized kid. Um, he can make guys miss. He'll run between the tackles. Um, but his, his ability to, to hit a home run is, is big. And, and that's what I think, you know, early on, especially that's going to be really, really good for him um, to bring to the table. And so, you know, with all these backs, we kind of got a little bit of everything, right? We've got the home run hitters, we've got the downhill physical runners, and we got guys with juice who can, can make guys miss and, and make that extra, extra yardage. So, you know, really good blend with these guys, obviously. So, you know, with him having the speed factor and those other guys, we're really excited about this group. Um, and and then finally here, you uh you you mentioned earlier that you, you that that you're wanting to build with that unit. How kind of do you go about doing that heading into spring and then uh, through the off season and and in, in the fall camp? And did you say culture? It kind of cut out for me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. No. And 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 you know that was big when I first got in. You know. I uh, learned a lot from my last time as a position coach and, you know, culture is, is the biggest thing, you know, when it get, 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 gets guys to buy in, you know, understand what we're trying to accomplish. That was big. And so, you know, a few things I told them, I said, you know, and I've, I've said this with every position group I've been a part of is just, you know, be who you say you are, you know, you're in the recruiting process. You don't come in saying you're going to, um, you know, say miss workouts, take, take reps off, things like that. You don't come in saying that you, you come in saying you're a hardworking kid. I bring this skill to the table. I'm going to be the hardest worker. I'm going to be the best leader, so on and so forth. You know, be that guy then. You know, be who you say you are. I think it's really easy for them to understand, really easy for them to live out. And so, you know, that's something, you know, we're going to really take on in, in our running back room. And um, another thing we talk about is, you know, if it matters to you, it's going to show up to, show up on film. And so um, I try to attribute that to really pass protection a lot, pass protection, ball security. You know, if, if you care about your teammates, you care about the success of the team, um, and you care about blocking and, and pass pro and you care about ball security, it's going to show up. You know, if you don't care about it, you're going to, it's going to show up on film that you're fumbling the ball and, and missing uh, blitz pickups and, and things like that. And so um, that's something we really hammer home. I've hammered home with them already. Um, and so that's something we're going to, we're going to really show what matters to us on the field. Um, and then the, ne- the, the next thing is we just, we can't take anything for granted. You know, coach Doral said last year, we, you only have so many Saturdays to play, you know, your window of opportunity as a player is not, not massive. It's not open forever. You know, that could be taken away from you on an injury. It could be taken away from you on, say you'll make the playoffs and you're done. Um, things like that. And so we, ju- we, we just can't, can't take any of that stuff for granted. Um, you know, we really got to appreciate the opportunity at hand and really take advantage of it. And uh, you know, biggest thing is, is care about our teammates because they're in it too. And so, you know, those are the things I really, I really hammer home with guys, you know, we're going to lead the, we're going to lead the country in Division Two and in, in attitude and effort. Attitude and effort is going to help us win a lot of games. You know, I've I've seen effort overcome a lot of limitations for guys and and put them in really good positions to win games and to win reps, um, just because they really cared and they were high effort guys. And so um, that's what you're what what I've really instilled in them, and I think they've they've done a good job of taking that on. Uh, well, before we, we we get you out of here, we do this with with with, with all the new guests, kind of some more getting to know you type questions. Uh, so your your favorite hobby outside of football? Favorite hobby? Um, I'm a big golf guy, and I'm I'm really you know a very avid college basketball guy. 
Um, anytime we can go to some games at Oklahoma State OU, we try to. Obviously, watching the UCO uh, teams, the men's team's doing really good right now, playing in the in the uh, conference championship right now. I believe it's not over. So, um, really big basketball guy. Um, like to play golf. Um, you know, big car guy as well. I've I've got a couple couple collectors cars that I kind of kind of mess with here and there, and that's those are the things when I'm not on the field. That's kind of my getaway and kind of disconnect from football is, is doing that kind of stuff. Now, what is your dream car? Dream car. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a Ford guy, you know, uh, some people think I'm crazy, but just some of the performance stuff they have. My, my dream car would have to be either a, a Ford GT, the, the supercar that they've got, or a, the Shelby GT 500 Mustang, those two, that's, that's where it's at for me, but I'm a, I'm a new horsepower, you know, big numbers guy. So those cars that that's, that's kind of my go-to in terms of, in terms of dream car. Okay. Um, let's see, you're, do, do you, um, do you game at all? Oh yeah. No, I, I was a big, I was a big, obviously college football. Um, that was a big deal for me. I'm, I still play it as much as I can today. Um, Madden has gotten pretty, really bad, honestly. Um, the last few years, I've, I've been very disappointed in that game. So other than that, I, I play a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. Um, I've been trying to get on with Coach Donald, Coach Curley, Coach Sanders and all them. They, they typically play, play a good amount when we can. So I've been, I've, I've made the switch. I was a PlayStation guy growing up. Got a chance to get one of the newer Xboxes a couple years ago, so I made the switch to Xbox and hated it. So now I'm back. I'm back to PlayStation. I'm loving life again, and uh, so I've, I'm I'm waiting to get my account set up so I can play Warzone again online. <laughs> well, okay, now what? Wait, no, no, what was it? What was it about Xbox? That that was so bad. That you had to switch back to PlayStation. <laughs> Man, I just the controller is different. Like just the the layout of the controller, it's a lot wider. I feel like, and the joysticks are in weird areas. Uh, the the platform itself, how the software is, I just I think it's a little over. Like it's overcomplicated for what it is a little bit, and and just. I don't know. I'm a diehard PlayStation guy, man. I love what they were doing. It's it stayed pretty similar the whole way through. Um, I feel like the the movement games, um, especially like Madden 2K, way better movements on PlayStation than it is Xbox. Like the when I when I first played Madden on Xbox, it made me want to throw my controller through the screen because the just the movement. I I felt like I didn't have as much control of guys. So that that's what did it for me, and I, I'll never go back. Oh, that, that I I I do I do have to uh, have to agree on that because I was an Xbox guy. Well, I was PS2, and then I got the the 360. And so I remember when I finally got a PS3 like instead of team um, with my friends. I noticed how like more freedom of movement it felt. It took me a while because it felt like it was faster on the PlayStation than it was on the on the on the 360. Yeah. And so then when my PS3 finally finally gave out, and I went back to the 360. I could really tell a difference. Like, okay, there is like a slow pace than the than the PlayStation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
Absolutely. Um, no, and, and I'm, we, I'll never go back. <laughs> now, now, when you play NCAA now, because talking to some of the guys on the team that play, uh, there's a lot of read option abuse, a lot of four verticals abuse. A lot of them will, will wait until later on in the season on Dynasty and try to go for those low lock cheeses. But I have to ask, because you're, you're, you're an actual coach who have integrity. I'm, I'm hoping when it, when, it, when it comes to the virtual world as well, do we play the style, or are you also using the four verts and the the read options? Like, like, like what what is your what is your play style? So I'm a, I'm a big dynasty guy, and so I'll kind of go through cycles where I get a quarterback that is a little slower, and then I get I get the the need to want to run a guy, and so I'll go back and do some read option. But any verticals, I'm I'm a big fan of across the board. Four verts, I'll I'll get behind that regardless who I have a quarterback. Um, but on the game, I, I really go to the air raid stuff, you know, being a quarterback guy. And I was always around spread stuff. Um, I love the air raid, you know, system. And so I'll go, I'll get, a, I'll do a lot of mesh, you know, I'll do a lot of white cross stuff like that. But man, it's, it's hard to get away from four verts. And if you've got a guy that can run on there, uh, I love some, some read option. I'll even change the offense up a little bit, try to get some triple going here and there. You know, I think that's kind of cool speed option. So I was a I'm a I'm I was a big Texas football fan growing up. So I just remember like uh, Vince Young and Colt McCoy doing a bunch of speed option. And so in that in the NCAA games, I, I try to implement that some sort of way. I see. I feel like she the 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 speed option is risky because I feel like pitch man will take weird angles at times. So you think you have the pitch man. And then you pitch it, and he just picks it off and runs it back. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, I get really scared whenever I, I run that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different, man. It's it's definitely a science. I've believe me, I've I've thrown a couple back the other way, and but I've also strung some big plays. So I just keeps me it keeps me coming back, just like the casino. They'll give you just enough to make you want to go back, and then they'll take it. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. Yeah, no, because I, I, I actually prior to this, um, just setting uh, I took. I have four Oklahoma team builders that I snagged prior to the service crashing, and so basically what I did is I, I took. I created four coaches essentially. Set. I, I moved them all to being a uh, independent, forced to winless season. All, all those four teams with walk-ons, and I put them all in the same conference. So I'm kind of curious to see <laughs> how this is going to turn out. But uh, I, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going be some good recruiting battles. We're all it's like it's all a level playing field, all one star, all twenty something. As that uh, how that goes. Okay, good, good. I'm glad there's NCAA lovers on the team. I was scared that because everybody's like, oh, no, man, yeah. play Madden, Madden's better. Okay, this, this yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, 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 I'm not in that realm. I'm, I'm not a fan of Madden. I still have it, and I try to play it, but it just, I don't know. It's, it's been redundant so long, and they've just not made very good changes. So supposedly next year is supposed to be a big overhaul, so I'm, I'm holding out. And I guess we got to wait another year for – uh, the college football game, they're pushing that to like 24 or something. So we'll just keep on waiting. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's double A 14. I, you know, it's gotta be through with, <laughs> until now. It'll, no doubt. It'll keep me, keep me going. Until, <laughs> until, no doubt, man. Until, until then. Uh, let's see. Okay. Your, uh, your favorite TV show. Favorite TV show. Um, it's kind of, it's not current. Um, I kind of have to watch it on HBO. I'm a big entourage fan. I like, I started watching that later on in high school and college and I've had to rewatch it ever since. I would say Entourage and The Office. Um, I'm a big Michael Scott fan. I'm a big Ari Gold fan. So um, that, those those two for sure. Okay. Uh, see, so your, your favorite musical artist? See, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place with that. If you look at my playlist or my, like, Music library, it goes anywhere from Little Wayne to Morgan Wallen to Blink-182 to, like, a bunch – some older stuff. Like, I've got I've got so much stuff on my place – on my playlist that I kind of ju- jump around, you know. I've got – there's a kid – I grew up in a tiny town, southwest Kansas. There's a kid who um, – I say he's a kid. He's older than me. Um, he makes a lot of music and, and puts it out, so I listen to his stuff a lot. But – uh and it it kind of depends, man. What Morgan Wallen put out this weekend, it was it was fire. So I'm, I've been listening to that a little bit lately. Okay. okay. Now I know your room. I know Peyton Scott's a very big music guy. Uh, I I remember talking to him how he has a very diverse playlist too. Now you did mention Little Wayne. Now you're you're running back. <laughs> Jace is called some flat. Okay, because when he can. Came on here a little bit old little way. Now, now I, I've asked everybody since that time. They have all said old little Wayne is better. So I'm gonna ask you the same question. Old little Wayne or new little Wayne? Nah, I'm I'm gonna have to stay with old little Wayne, the Carter albums. That's you know, that's that's where it's at for, for me. But his his new stuff isn't bad by any means. It's just I, it's hard, it's hard to beat that stuff that he did early on. It was there's a lot of good things, you know, I listened to it a lot growing up, you know, before games and whatnot. So it's, that kind of sticks with me a little more, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on the old little Wayne train. <laughs> yeah. I also, I also talked to guys about who was the best and the worst and the worst on the court. Now it was brought to my attention that again, unfortunately for Jace, I love the guy. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> one of the on the honest court as well. So I just don't, I just don't know about that. I just, I don't know if you you want you want to talk to him about well, I, I because it was brought to my attention that he played that he played an R and B Drake song during the whole vibe. So uh, I I just no, I, I don't know. He's a uh, he's been kicked off the ox a few times that I've seen. Another another one that got kicked off recently was uh, Andrew Carney. He played some some type of it was either old country or old like an old sad song or something, and he had the whole team room revolting for a second. But he he kind of rebounded and put some good stuff on later. But it can it can get brutal, man. That the the people will let you know what they want and what they don't want. That's for sure. So. It's uh, you got to be bold to go take a hold of the ox cordon around our guys. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. Okay, your um, your favorite food? Um, I'm a big seafood guy. I love I love shrimp, crab legs. I was actually talking to a recruit the other day um, about how like sad I am that I've always lived in the middle of the country because I've I've never been able to get like fresh seafood very very often. You know, so um, I'm I'm definitely a shrimp and crab legs guy. Um, that's, that's gotta be the best out there for me. Uh, and, and do you have any pregame routines that you normally do? Uh, like as a coach or as a player? Uh, both. Um, as a player, I always like to go out and walk the field before kind of just get a feel, try to envision success and, you know, just try to get used to where the clocks were and everything. That was a big deal for me as a player. And then just, you know, we had music playing in the locker room and just kind of getting, getting the flow and, you know, do, do that whole deal. But, you know, as a coach, I'm, I'm, I like to be a little relaxed before game. I don't like to get, um, you know, too high. So I just, um, I'll watch if it's an evening game, I'll try to catch a little bit of the game, uh, the early college football games that are on. Um, I'll go up to the press box and hang out. I'm, I've, I, most of the time in my career, I've been a box coach. I, I like the box better. Um, so I, I go up there and just kind of get a, get a feel, kind of make sure I'm, I'm prepared and what I'm bringing up there. And, you know, I, I always have a, some type of energy drink before, whether it be a Red Bull, a C4, a bang, monster i always have an energy drink right before the game just so i can lock in and and focus but yeah that's pretty much it when i was a field coach it was kind of different i kind of didn't know what to do because uh you know i'm used to going up to the box and hanging out for a little bit and then going back down and getting ready but um i still still tried to find my way up to the box one way or another even when i was on the field so that's that's my thing i guess I guess my final question for you would be what what can UCO fans expect to see out of your running back unit this No, I I think you're going to see a really um you know deter- you're going to see the energy of the unit. That's the biggest thing I feel like for running backs you got to be able to run angry, you got to be able to play with an edge um and and be an ener- energizer for the team. And so I'm I'm pushing that to the guys. You're going to see guys who are we're playing with a lot of passion, a lot of effort, um, a lot of energy. Um, they're going to care about their teammates. They're going to be doing a really good job. And anything we ask them to do, whether it's in the run game, pass game, and pass pro, whatever, we're really going to take pride in what we do and uh, just play like we got something to prove. Like I said, I, I feel like at this point, I've, I've I've always had the underdog mentality. I've always had to to, to prove myself, and so I'm 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 putting that on them. Like we've got to we've got to prove ourselves as a unit. We've got to go out there and prove a point. Um, we got to play that way. So I, I feel like that'll help our success a lot. And, uh, you know, I think there'll be a lot of exciting, exciting plays made by this group with a lot of different faces and um, a lot of different skill sets. So just exciting football, a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and, and, and really good product on the field across the board. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time this uh, afternoon to come on and talk to me. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're Unit does. There's a great turn players. You added a lot of talent to that room. So I'm just really excited to see 
the continued growth of that unit. And I'm, I'm wishing you the best. I'm uh, moving into spring, into the off season, and and, and into the season. Uh, if you ever want to uh, come back on, you're you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you having me on, man. And hopefully, we'll see you around spring ball. You can come by the facility, kind of watch practice, and hopefully, you can uh, get a lot of good insight of of what we're doing here at UCO. We really appreciate what you're doing for for the university and for the program. No problem. I- I will, I will do that. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. So, again, I want to thank Coach for taking the time to come on and talk to me. That I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what the running back unit does. You know, last year, I was definitely high on the job that Coach Gilbert did. I figured it would only be a, a matter of time before a bigger program came came calling. and 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 so... I'm really glad for him. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing him the best up there. Like, like Coach said, he's going back back home now and uh, to uh, Indiana, and 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 and, and so I, I'm I'm no worries. They hope he's doing a fantastic job. But as 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 far as the unit now that that Coach has inherited, I mean, you know, you've, you've got Peyton, and and I I noticed that he mentioned Peyton will also be some at the C back. My guess is that's the fullback because he mentioned Andrew Carney as the C-back. If you recall last year, I think it was after the Central Missouri game. For sure after that game, I think it was the Lincoln and Northeastern State games. I have pointed out that, you know, I, I, I think Peyton would be a quality fullback because he was stonewalling guys at the point of attack. And so uh, I'm glad that that might also be be a thing because that might also be a great way to get him on the uh, on the field more. I know he's entering his senior season, knocking on wood here that he is staying healthy because I I just I just been a rough stretch there for Peyton in terms of health. And the same thing for Jace, right? You know, Jace Jace was banged up some last year. Well, in twenty in twenty twenty one, I think he had that ankle injury. Uh, in that in that Wasburn game that kept him out for the rest of the season. Then last year, you know, it's unfortunate. He kind of worked his way out of the doghouse. And then in his first, his second start of the season against Penn State, he tore the ACL. So I'm really hoping that those two will, will have a, a, a really healthy season. Uh, but again, I, as I mentioned during early signing day and signing day, very, very, very impressed by the, by the group that was brought in there. I think that the two Juco guys, obviously, we talked to Jaden Washington here. Uh, I this is a, this is probably the most explosive running back I have seen since T.J. Roberts was in a youth uniform, uh, and and so I think you definitely have a consistent home run or uh, home run hitter there. Trayvon Wolford again, 230 pounds. He's he's not slow by by any means either. And then as I mentioned before, that that great freshman class there, Will Mason. Blaze Ball and Brandon Tolbert, I, I I think are all guys will have a very bright uh future in the use of uniform. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing um what Coach's unit does. I know he also mentioned spring ball. I did see the schedule for the spring ball. Let me pull it up here. It looks like the first practice is on the 27th, so a mere 22 days, well, 23, 20, 21 days away, because you'll be hearing this Monday, 21 days away, 
office practices start at 3.30 and then the spring game is on April 28th. They practice every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so might have to try to make one of those Friday uh, practices there. Um, yeah, I might, I, might have to, I might have to do that. But but definitely, I definitely plan on being there for the spring game. I, I died, died for sure last year. I planned to be there as well, but then I think it was, oh yeah, there was a tornado. Headed towards more during that time, so I was not able to make that set spring game. So hopefully, again, knocking on wood, able to make this year's spring game. Well, I definitely want to try to make a few practices out there just to get a feel because, again, I know there's 48 new Broncos, and as Coach alluded to, that they, they still might not be done adding players because, obviously, the portal is, is definitely a thing, and you will have departures and and uh additions after spring ball so I'm, I'm really curious to see uh what the team is looking like and so again like i said uh if you do wish to to go out to to spring practices start every monday wednesday friday starting on the 27th at 3 30 p.m so uh we should be back here hopefully in the near future i'm working on a few more interviews i think i have one possibly set up for this coming week as well, but just know we have some more in the in the work. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Spoo. I'll talk to you all later.